Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Quantum Heart Cafe. I hope everyone's having a wonderful wonderful weekend. And before I begin my show, I usually like to give a, some thanks and gratitude for the week. And today I'm going to I'm grateful for the sunshine we had this weekend. I live in the Pacific Northwest and right now we're going through our our fall and winter seasons and so you know it's understandably it's going to be wet and rainy and some parts snowy and it's just you know the days are shorter so it's easy to kind of feel at least for me it's a little easier to feel a little lethargic and maybe unmotivated so when I when we have sunny days like this at least for me it's just a chance to go outside and enjoy the fresh air without having to carry an umbrella and today I got I spent about an hour walking in the sun and and soaking in some vitamin d so I'm definitely feeling more energized and my mood's a lot uh lightened up a bit uh, actually it's lightened up considerably so I'm, I'm very grateful for uh, the sunshine today and I'm also uh, right now uh, during the show I'm, I'm enjoying a uh, coffee from I bought some coffee beans from Savon. Sometimes I like to get the bulk coffee just because it is a little cheaper. And uh, I tried their coffee today, and it's not bad. Um, you know, it's just a, it's probably just a generic brand, so it's nothing too special. And I had it with some marshmallows. I didn't really. Not really used to having coffee and marshmallows together, but I, I tried it and it's not bad. Probably won't have that too often just because I, I know that they're not uh, that good for us. Uh, just with the sugar and all other stuff. But I figured, you know, we're, we're right now is Sagittarius season. It's uh, festive and light and fun. And there are a number of celebrations happening. I think the, the summer solstice and Utah, Yuletide is coming up on the 21st and then uh, Christmas on the 25th and I, I think there's a number of other holidays happening this December as well so no matter where you are if you're celebrating any festivities I, I wish you all the joy and love in the world and uh, I hope you have a, a nice ending to 2021 I know it's been uh, pretty challenging with all the restrictions and just the the weirdness that we're under right now so if you can find any time to celebrate joy and to cultivate love and joy like this is I'd say just go for it it's what makes getting these getting through these dark times uh, a little more bearable and uh, speaking of time uh, as I mentioned in my previous episode Today I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on a beloved children's book, A Wrinkle in Time, written by Madeline Engel. And I was inspired to read this book uh, after listening to a, a researcher and blogger named Alison McDowell. Uh, I've been following a number of her lectures and her blog posts. Uh, she posts on a, a blog called uh, A Wrench, Wrench in the Gears. And I'm going to have, a, I'll have the links to her blog and to some of her uh, the lectures on YouTube in the description. And uh, she's often recommended reading 
the a wrinkle in time when she's giving her presentations on the fourth industrial revolution on blockchain social impact finance and transhumanism and i was often wondering like how what the connection is between a wrinkle in time and what we're experiencing as a collective today and after reading the book two times like I can definitely see why there, why Allison makes that connection. And even Al- Madeline Engel has described A Wrinkle in Time as a psalm. Uh, she's described the book as a psalm of praise to life and a stand for life against death. And I, I'm not sure if Madeline Engel is aware of the four, or was aware of the fourth industrial revolution when she was reading or writing a wrinkle in time uh but it, the, those themes are definitely evident in her book i haven't i know that the a wrinkle in time is one book in a it's part of a quintet and i haven't read the other four books yet i've heard that they're very good though and definitely I, i've included them on my book list i'll probably sometime next year i'll probably purchase the the whole set and just and read them as uh as a group and then uh, do another presentation on them uh throughout this show and why is kind of i don't know i mean if you have read the book or haven't read the book why it's kind of evident that or at least for me why it's evident that the book it kind of relates to what's going on in society right now is because the book uh one of the main themes of the book is the battle between good and evil, spirituality and purpose, especially as the characters struggle to save Mr. Murray and the world. And what we're kind of experiencing or going through right now as the fourth industrial revolution is being attempted to roll as being rolled out right now is, is that very struggle of, uh, kind of good versus evil, and I know that sounds extreme. Uh, the reason why I I feel that way is because the powers that shouldn't be, like the the billionaire class, I just call them the powers that shouldn't be. And actually, it's it was a term that my uh, astrology teacher Rabina was using. Um, so she's the first person person that I heard this from. So I'm gonna and I'm gonna just keep calling them the powers that shouldn't be, because yeah, they really shouldn't be anything. Uh, but the, the fourth industrial revolution represents the powers that shouldn't be wanting to completely redefine what it means to be a human being on planet Earth. And they want to completely actually all beings. They have this insane idea of fusing everything, every living being with robots. And, and it's not just human beings like the MIT has uh, come out with, a st- I think it was a study or uh, some articles about turning plants into transmitters. And so they, which is which sounds crazy, it's just like, well, why don't you just leave the plants alone? And they're actually, I don't know if anyone's read The Secret Life of Plants. It's a really cool book, but plants are already their own transmitters. They don't need us metal- like messing around with their own they're living beings like we can't be going around and 
you know, just colonizing them like that. But that's kind of what the fourth industrial revolution represents. It's it's transhumanism, but it's not just it's not human. Just human beings that are going to be uh, swept up in this madness. It's also uh, all beings, plants, rocks, <laughs> trees, animals, like. You know, they don't want to just, and they don't even want to just stop at planet Earth. Like, they want to completely, they want to take, colon, like, finish colonizing here and then go col colonize the cosmos. Like, it's crazy. And uh, things like blockchain, social impact bonds, internet of bodies, and um, uh, nano particles, like, they're all part of this big overall picture of the fourth industrial revolution and I mean in her book Madeline doesn't you know come out and say these terms instead it's uh and, and you'll see it as I, I summarize I can kind of go into the story of the book but what she does is she uh, through her themes of good versus evil she kind of brings she does in a way bring up the fourth industrial revolution and I don't know if maybe she kind of had forethought in this or if she had um or if she was just really good at putting uh connecting the dots and seeing what was coming when she's uh writing her books uh but the story is essentially about a group of uh children uh Meg Murray her little brother Charles Wallace Murray and her friend Calvin O'Keefe, and uh, they go on a journey to save uh, Meg and Charles's father, as well as to save the world. And they're accompanied by three beings. Uh, I, they don't like they have names, but they, as a as entities, they don't really have like a, a name for the entities. So, I think for the sake of simplicity, I'm just gonna call them like guardian angels. And the children are accompanied on the their adventure by uh, three guardian angels, and um, the angels kind of materialize on this plane as three older ladies, and they are um, Mrs. Who, Mrs. What's It, and Mrs. Witch, and wonderful characters, and a, they're very cool, and they share a lot of wisdom and guidance with the children as they uh, kind of move through their adventure. And they also ch teach the children how to tesser. And tessering is uh, was kind of described as like a folding of time and space so that they're able to jump from planet to planet. And tessering was invented by uh, Mr. and Mrs. Murray. And it's one of the reasons why the children go, and it's the reason that the children go save their father because he... Uh, upon invent inventing this, the, the tesseract, he he was sent to go and stop this what's called the the black thing, and I'll get to that in a moment. And while he's in this, and while Mr. Murray goes and tries to fight the black thing, he gets captured, and so his children, and that's where you know Meg and Charles and Calvin come in because they are. They're tasked with going to save him and going to save the world. As the children tesseract or tesser through through the galaxy, they visit different planets and 
see different creatures and different expressions of, of life in the galaxies. And eventually they reach a planet that has this, this thing, this entity that is in the process of colonizing it. And they call it the Mrs. Who, Mrs. What's It, and Mrs. Witch call it the Black Thing. And they, they take the children to see the Black Thing and, and the children are hor horrified. It's this, because the Black Thing is a per personification of evil. And it's revealed that, um, I mean, there are other planets that are under attack by this Black Thing. And some planets have, uh, unfortunately, have succumbed to it. And in the story, we find out that Earth is also under attack by the Black Thing. And, but there have also been a number of people that have, throughout the ages, that have fought the Black Thing. Um, you know, philosophers, spiritual leaders, artists, and teachers. And and one of the, the quotes that have has always stuck with me from the book is, you know, as there will no longer be so many pleasant things to look at if responsible people do not do something about the unpleasant ones or the unpleasant things. And when I was reading that and when I was learning about this darkness that is shrouding planet Earth in the story, I immediately thought about the darkness that's kind of shrouding our planet right now. I mean, we are living in some pretty unprecedented times right now as we're starting to see the very fabric of our society beginning to change. And as the powers that shouldn't be are starting to roll out this fourth industrial revolution with, um, and it's bigger than just health freedom. And health freedom is definitely part of it. And I'm not saying that it isn't important, it is. But I'm saying that there's a much bigger picture. Like eventually we'll start seeing more. I mean, we already are seeing QR codes. Uh, Facebook mentioned the metaverse, but Facebook is by no means the only character and the only player in this. There's lots of others. And we're seeing this push towards th synthetic life and almost like a vilifying of real life. And if we're not careful, this predatory energy or this predatory system could end up destroying the life that life as we know it in their insane attempt to colonize the universe and in a spiritual terms because they want to become like gods they want to control creation and it's very it's very dark-sided Aquarius like it's very authoritarian and I'm not saying this as it means to say that this is absolutely going to happen. I don't think it is. And I don't, I prefer to live in possibility. And for me, in order to be able to choose a different path, I just, I find it really important to understand the big picture and to understand it as much as I can. That's where I appreciate Allison's work and I appreciate the, uh, a wrinkle in time because it kind of gives almost like a big picture even in a children's story. And so the, the three, the guardian angels show the three kids uh, this planet that, or our planet Earth, and show that this 
this darkness, this entity has not completely, but it's it's more than like partially colonized our planet, and that we kind of have a responsibility to ensure that that it doesn't that we stop the colonization and eventually they they can't stay there eventually they have to go to a planet that's been completely taken over by the entity because that's where uh meg and charles's father is so they and unfortunately i'm really bad at pronouncing this planet's name uh so uh i think it's camotes camotes i'm sorry i can't pronounce the name of the the planet um but when the children arrive at the planet like the guardian angels can't follow them there but they give the children some gifts and some advice that kind of help them navigate the dangerous world and as the children arrive there they notice that uh like they walk around a bit and then they go into it's like a suburban neighborhood and they realize that all the houses are the same, all the sidewalks are same, are the same, and the people are the same. The people have the exact same mannerisms, the exact same behavior, uh, and if there's any deviation or any differences at all, that's um, it's corrected. Like that person is, re- uh, I can't remember the exact term for it, but it's almost like a, a re-education uh, or a correction of behavior so that it kind of stamps out that creativity or stamps out that individuality. It's it's extreme conformism, like conformity on steroids. And uh, there's no warmth or love between the people on that planet. Like the adults don't see, don't really have a lot of loving feelings towards the child, their children. And it's just, it's very mechanized. It's like, um, it's an expression of materialism and that kind of mechanistic worldview manifest. And there's no love or creativity on that planet. And what's even more sinister, or at least what I found to be more sinister, is that the people there, their minds and their behavior is controlled by a planetary computer called IT, or IT. And IT is also holding uh, Mr. Murray hostage. He's holding him in a prison cell there as well. And so the children have to go into the heart of the planet to find their father. And during the course of searching for him, they they meet IT. They're brought to IT. And IT is like cold and has a very powerful mind, like very powerful telepathic um, abilities and in the course of the first encounter with IT, they, one of the uh, Charles Wallace is captured, and they do event they they are able to help uh, Mr. Murray es- escape, but then they have to uh, tesserate the planet right away. And uh, Meg, Charles's sister, she gets injured, uh, severely injured, and so they go uh, to a a planet and they're. Uh, rehabilitate like Meg is rehabilitated and healed by these wonderful beautiful creatures uh one of them I love the name one of them is anti-beast and they're these uh wonderful gorgeous beings and they're uh kind of personify love 
and they help the children uh, get better and they help the children kind of figure out what they need to do to save Charles, especially Meg. And one of the parts that I really love about the book is when Meg realizes that she's the one to go and save her brother because throughout the uh, the story, Meg is always looking to other people to go save Charles. And she blames other people for not being able to save Charles. She blames her father. She blames the guardian angels. And she's just overall upset with everyone. But then she realizes when she connects with love that you know people are human. And her father's a human. And if anyone is to save Charles, it's her. She's the one that has to do it. Um, it must be her. And with the help of the guardian angels, they, they bring her back to uh, the planet where it, where IT and Charles Wallace uh, are waiting. And she's able to break the grip of IT over Charles by, through love, through reminding him of how much she loves him and their bond as brother and sister. And it's through that love, because IT doesn't understand love. It doesn't understand how powerful vulnerability and risk are. And Charles is able to break uh, break hold of IT's grip on him. And they both test her out of, the, out of the planet. And that's kind of when the book ends, so I'm not sure what happens next. I guess I'll have to... Means I'll just have to read this the rest of the series. What I but what I really appreciate about the ending and what I really appreciate about when Meg realizes that it's her is that it made me think about the fourth industrial revolution and what's being rolled out right now. Um, and realizing that there's no one else, like no one's coming to save me, like and no one's coming to save us. You know, Jesus isn't coming, uh, space aliens aren't coming, the politicians are certainly not going to do it, they're part of the problem. It's it's up to us, it's, it's up to me, right? And I think that I, I know I could do the inner work, and I know I could do my part, and I hope that this is what, this is the purpose of my podcast, is to to try and do my part and to provide some, I hope, some inspiration and some uh, guidance in how we could choose a different path and how we can we may be able to, through love and vulnerability, overcome this this darkness that is, has shrouded us for a very long time. The fourth industrial revolution is just a a progression of this darkness. This darkness has been around for quite a while now. And this colonizing imperial power has existed ever since the Roman and Greek times, and maybe even, and I'd say even going back to the Ice Age. And so what's going on is just a progression of what has been happening throughout history. And I don't think it needs to continue we could choose a different way. It's just a matter of becoming aware. And for me, I could do my best um, and try to get the word out and also try and use this podcast as a means to explore how we can heal and how we can learn to live in the art of possibility and choose a different way 
of being in the world. And uh, that's what I really love about A Wrinkle in Time. And I, I appreciate, now I understand and appreciate why Allison recommends the book so often is because, I don't know, there's so many parallels between what happened in the book and what's happening now. And with transhumanism, it's like they want to build a planetary computer and remove all individuality and introduce this extreme conformity through behavioral change, through you know blockchain and social impact, finance and big data. And I think that's where this wonderful, unique, what's so wonderful and unique about Wrinkle in Time is that it's almost like it's a, a tool or just a wonderful way to express what's going on now and that we can fight back with love and vulnerability. And I, and one of the, another, another quote that I found uh, really inspiring, I think it was near, I can't remember if it was near the end uh, of the book or where, where it was, where they said this quote, but Life with, with its rules, its obligations, and its freedoms is like a sonnet. You're given the form, but you have to write the sonnet yourself. And I think this podcast and what's going on right now is my attempt to write my sonnet. Uh, and we can each take responsibility and write our own sonnets and contribute to fi figuring out another way to be in the world in our own unique way whatever way that means for you. Maybe it's writing songs or it's doing poetry or it's just being out or healing your trauma or something. Like, I think it's, I think it's time. We're kind of living in this Aquarian age now. And with that, I think any sort of activism is going to look a little different from what it used to look like back in like the, 50s and 60s it's rather than looking for a leader to kind of tell us what to do I think it's time at least for me to start taking responsibility for my own actions and for what kind of world I'd like to create and moving and I know that seems a little scary and maybe there's a bit more responsibility involved with being a co-creator with the universe I just but I just feel like that's a bit more authentic to me and there's a little more power in it than looking to someone else to do it right and I think there's also a danger in there as well because it's easy to get caught up and mes mesmerized by personalities that um and I think maybe what's nice about Aqu Aquarius is that because everyone is kind of, it's one of the signs that is like, it's a humanitarian sign. And it kind of looks at or represents a bit of equality as well. So no one is put above the other. And I think maybe there's a lesson in that where we just kind of learn to take responsibility and be, be the ones that we've been waiting for instead of just waiting for or looking to someone else because no one's perfect. People make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. And it's through being uncomfortable that we learn and grow as a person. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there just because I, I, it's something that I've noticed a lot on. Uh, I'm not going to be on Facebook very much for much longer. I'm going to be getting off it 
at the end of this month. It's just something I've noticed that, and to me, it was just a big lesson from, maybe a big lesson from the universe that it's really important to avoid just following people or becoming attached to a, a certain personality or what have you because it's no one's perfect. And I'd rather just develop myself. I would do the inner work and see what happens with that, see what wonderful possibilities open up as I do my inner work and as I become learned how to become a co-creator with the universe. And this is kind of, and the podcast is kind of an extension with that. Um, and a wrinkle, and reading the book A Wrinkle in Time has inspired me to be more like Meg. <laughs> you know, be understand that uh, no one else is kind of, no one else is going to come and save me that, I'm it. And rather than looking to a specific person or group of people that, you know, I can face IT. Uh, You know, I may not have a brother to save, but there's a future and there's all life and all life on the earth and potentially the universe that that may need my help. And I know that I have a special gift to offer and that gift will unfold as I go through this journey. And so I, I'm really happy and I read A Wrinkle in Time. It's a beautiful book and I'm excited to read the other uh, books in the series. But uh, and I won't, probably won't be able to get to that until maybe the springtime as I, I have some other stuff I'm going to be focusing on. And I'm really excited to announce I have a uh, a guest coming on to my show next week, uh, Julianne. Julianne, uh, she's I met her through Facebook, and she does uh, healing. And she's she's helped me. I had a session with her uh, a couple months ago. She's helped me with some uh, shadow work, and uh, she's gonna come on to the show, and we're gonna speak about uh, the shadow and how our thoughts. And how love and vulnerability can help help us get through this these uh in, these interesting dark times that we're in, and how through our thoughts and through love and compassion we can find another way to to be in the world, and that the the ones the powers that shouldn't be who are trying to bring about this transhumanist agenda, how we can uh, work with the the universe and be co-creators to find another way and to transmute their predatory energy into to love. So I'm looking forward to that show. It's going to be next week with uh, Julianne. So I hope you'll tune in for that. And I'm going to sign off now. I think I've, I'm happy with the way the podcast is, the podcast is turning out. I mean, I know I have a long way to go, lots to learn. So I'm sure my podcast and uh, and my speech will get better, but I could spend forever uh, waiting for the right time to do something. And I just decided I'm just going to do it, and I'll, I'll learn through experience. So thank you all for being here tonight. I hope you enjoy the rest of your beautiful weekend and uh, enjoy some hot beverages and stay warm if you're in the Pacific Northwest. 
and happy Yuletide and happy celebrations and festivities. Take care and, and bless all of you. Bye.